Hey traders, David Frost, my strategic forecast. You're here for another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis. Today is Thursday, October 12, 2023. We're looking at a daily chart of the SPY or Spider, which is the proxy for the S&P 500. What do we have on the docket today? We're going to talk about what's important in the market, what the market did do, what it didn't do, what it is relative to the pattern that's no longer valid, but we'll talk about it anyway because the questions came fast and furious today. We're talking about the aforementioned head and shoulders pattern. There it is. If it was still on the chart, many of you are asking, hey, if they close below, is it back on the table? And you got to go back to last night's video and all the ones before that. If she closes above the trend line, the pattern is full. It's off the table. It does not exist anymore. That does not. I repeat, does not. You go back last night. I said the same thing. Does not preclude the market from going back down. The textbook pattern is no longer something we watch. Leave it at that. It's gone. And this I find very interesting because this is the SPX cash index. When you look at the same thing, the market came down today. Both came down to test their 20-period moving average and bounced off of it. And look what happened. So three days in a row, the SPX cash index closed above the trend line with an opportunity to get below it today. So guess what? There's your answer. There is no longer a head and shoulders pattern, period, full stop. Let's discuss what the market did do. So a couple of days ago, the market ran up to test this breakdown candle high, couldn't get through it, tried to get through again yesterday, hovered there around the closing bell. Today was a little bit of a pullback. Intraday certainly looked like more of just a pullback. But when you look at the daily chart, what happened? They tried to break out. They tried to get into these moving averages. They haven't been able to do it yet. I'm talking about the ones above, the 150 period moving average beginning to converge here. You have a gap up here also. Market is playing games with that three days in a row. They're not able to break up to fill the gap and get into these moving averages. That is called shenanigans. It's sponsored by the Trick Trap Fool and Frustrate Crew. They work for Trick and Company. The concept is this. Their job is to make as many investors and traders look like fools as much of the time as possible. Tomorrow we do have the Friday the 13th situation. If you're a believer in that stuff, something could happen. Who knows? What we do know is that the following day on the 14th is the annual solar eclipse. Markets trade up or down into these events. They can have a shift. All of a sudden, we were trading up. Today, we pulled back. That kind of breaks the chain a little bit. It's not information that we can really take a trade off of directly, but it's interesting to note when markets do move in one direction, leading right into those events, and you look back after the fact, like even a week or two later, and you say, hey, look at that. That marked the bottom or that marked the top. In the heat of the moment, it's not that easy to decipher that's why we use the numbers and everything else we use on the charts. This is just a piece of additive information that's good to know. It can't hurt to know. Basically, what it is, is it's another segment or another flush or push, however you want to term it, of energy coming into the market. It's a different energy that existed beforehand. That's the way I look at it. Energy doesn't have to be limited to the markets. 
could affect war cycles, could affect geopolitics, could affect all kinds of different stuff. We'll see what happens leading into the weekend. We did have some interesting divergences today in the market, and one comment that was made a number of times in the live room was suspicious. The IWM and the transports, my two favorite market-leading indicators, we're not there yet, I'm just kind of jumping around a little bit in advance. My two favorite market-leading indicators were down, and down pretty substantially against or as compared to the S&P 500. We talked about it all morning long. It was suspicious. Guess what? The market did finally roll over, and the suspicion played out. When you look at this daily chart, what are they doing in this area for the last three days? They're eating time off the clock, basically above the 20-period moving average in this range. It's not bearish. It's not bullish. They're building energy to make another move higher unless they absolutely fall apart. They had an opportunity to fall apart today. They may fall apart tomorrow, but we take the market at face value each and every day. We only have the information we have in front of us each day, and today's information is they had an opportunity to fall apart. All they did was run a test of a 20-period moving average, clean up a gap that was left open down below. That's right over here. They cleaned that up. They tested the 20-period moving average and bounced off that stuff. Nothing more, nothing less. Let's look at the hourly chart, and I'll show you something slick. So here's the gap that they filled. So the gap price was at 432.27. But what else do we have over here? It's very interesting. See this line? Look where it comes from. This pivot over here, this was from the 23rd of September. The high was 431.85. So the market almost got there in this run, pulled back, blew through it, came back to do what? Fill a gap and retest a former breakout area. How many times have you heard me say that? How many times have I shown you this in the live room from an intraday perspective? Daily chart, weekly chart, five-minute chart, it makes no difference. All charts act and react the same way. So we can say from a technical perspective, the market came back to run a test of an important area. And as long as it holds, that's all that happened. It held today. We don't know where the market's going to open tomorrow, but at face value with the information we have today, that's all that happened. It doesn't matter how fast it happened. It doesn't matter. This is a breakdown candle. None of that stuff matters. What matters is what happened. Why did the market stop there? Maybe there's another reason, but this is the way I look at the tape. Let's look at it another way. For this one, we'll use a two-hour chart, 120-minute chart. You have a big-time break-up candle. They're eating time off the clock, building energy to move higher. All of a sudden, here comes the fake-out operation. They're going to shake out the long players, issue some pies in the face to those holding long, looking for a break-up situation. Here's another item of interest. So we now have a trend line that depicts the low of this breakup candle, 432.53. They came down, they got below it, they were running a test of maybe three places, maybe this breakup candle low, maybe the breakout area we just cited, and the gap. All three got completed, if you will, stayed above the 20-period moving average, bounced back, and guess what? Never closed below that breakup candle low. So that's not necessarily a bullish thing from this point forward only, but it's not bearish just yet. 
As far as I'm concerned, they ran a test of important places, bounced off of them. Tomorrow's another day. What about inside the numbers? Did anybody make money today inside the numbers? I want you to post that under the video if you had a good morning in the live trading room or inside the numbers only. We're going to be the umpire calling balls and strikes. We know where the leg higher is taking us. We had yesterday's highs. If above, they go to 438.60. That was my target today on a continued push. This was put on the board at zero dark 30. We think better in pictures right of the vertical is today's activity. Where is that 438.60? Nowhere to be found during the regular session. What about the extended hour session? Look what happened today. Here's a little after 8 a.m. in the morning before the opening bell, but after the number was posted on the board, we did have some traders in the pre-market take this using the futures. They got paid accordingly. Let's worry about what did happen, though. The flip side is getting price below 436.30. That opens the door for Mrs. Market to fall in what could appear to be a shakeout operation. 434.65 would be a destination and support. Stay tuned. There's more numbers that show up later. The wipeout situation begins if she gets below 433.15. We'll do that in real time as and if needed. Let's see what else we got. Back to the pictures. Now, there's your 434.65, and you say, well, what's the big deal with that? Didn't work. Nothing happened there. That's right. That's why there's another number on the board before the opening bell. Let's see what we have. 840, another case of the thieves in the morning. They got to and we rejected from the 438.60. Fair enough. What's the deal at 915? Before the opening bell, where's the morning trade? That's what we come here for. 436.31 is yesterday's close. For now, it's important. And if price gets below, the door will begin to open for a leg lower. Okay, 435.40, give or take, would be the first price or place of support. If below, 434.65 is the next place down. Either place can bounce back in the other direction. Therefore, there is a support zone between 435.40 and 434.65. And there it is. They did the halfway home or the midpoint. Traders that have been with me for a while understand that this is a little hidden phenomenon. So what did they do? They came into the number, they spiked the first one, came halfway home, turned around, went back in the other direction. They gave the traders inside the numbers and in the live room what we call a nice trade. This is the morning trade. It was a base hit. It was a stand-up double for a lot of traders. 10 points, 12 points, 7 points, 8 points, all kinds of points going back and forth in terms of the ES or whatever they traded, making a high in this candle of 436.70. They came back down, did another test. Some traders stayed in or re-entered. We had a few play it again Sam situations in the room and they took another ride up. So this was the area in the morning that paid the freight. It's no good in the afternoon. We run on a first time, best time type of situation. It's all in here. I gave you the highlights, all the numbers, all the notes. Pause the video. Read the notes, go back to the chart, and double-check the work. The morning trade is on the board before the opening bell. That's what you signed up for, and that's what you get. You get my best each and every day. Not all of them are going to work picture perfect. However, you get my best effort every single day. 
We had garbage on the board for stocks on the move today, only one, but it never hit its number. So we'll be back tomorrow in uniform, ready to go with those. Earnings season really gets kicked off with, I believe, either two or three of the big banks reporting tomorrow morning, Friday morning, and then next week we'll start to get fast and furious earnings reports each and every day. They'll just get heavier and heavier for a few weeks. Make sure you're signed up for On the Docket. It's onthedocket.mystrategicforecast.com. Today we had a chart in Netflix. I'm giving you some numbers of where I think Netflix is going. Sign up for On the Docket. You never know what you're going to find in here each and every day. Reconomic section, we have a psych ward, a lot of traders. It's hitting home, the psych ward section, with a lot of traders. I get a lot of emails on that. What I try to do is give you real-life situations that I've personally experienced that you can apply to your own trading. Little snippet each and every day. What's going on over in Camp IWM? So first and foremost, we had a resistance number the other day of 176.75. That turned out to be some bona fide resistance. This is what we were talking about in the live room today. This was suspicious. This is only just a little tiny bounce in a big time downtrend and they gave it up. They gave up the last three or four days of activity in one shot. Whether that's a fake out or not, that's a bearish chart. You take it at face value. Now, by the way, the IWM still has a head and shoulders pattern target. This one was not, and I repeat, not wiped off the table like the SPY was. This one is still active, and I believe it's down here about 164. So I took it off the board, but I can do the calculation one more time. It's pretty close to 163, call it 163 and a half. Maybe it's as high as 164. Could be as low as 163.05. 163 and a half sounds good. That's the target on this particular head and shoulders pattern that still exists. Left shoulder over here, big time head, right shoulder, break the neckline, never did retest it, still going down. This number is no longer valid. It's off the table and the target is below 164. Team transports bounce in a downtrend. That's what the daily chart is saying. Not today. Today was a pullback in the short-term uptrend, but all this is is a bounce in a continuing downtrend. You look at the weekly chart and it's a pullback and if it can stay above current price, above this area, it remains in a longer term uptrend. Your perspective depends on what time frame you're looking at. What about the Q people? Daily chart, above all the moving averages, the trend is your friend until it's over. Today was just a minor little pullback of one third of 1% in the QQQ. Nothing more, nothing less. Don't read into it anything other than that. XLF, bounce in a downtrend, but this is going to be driven by the bank earnings release beginning tomorrow on Friday morning. So this is going to move, whether it's up or down, it's going to depend on what happens to the banks and how the market reacts to whatever they're saying, whatever their numbers is or are in proper English. The market will react accordingly. We don't guess in advance. We'll just Take it at face value when it comes. Nothing to really discuss with the XLF except for below all the moving averages, bearish. Bounce in a downtrend, bearish. Wedge pattern, bearish. Monthly chart, lower highs, bearish. Smash mouth, above all the moving averages, trend is your friend story, 
They've got some unfinished business up here. There's a gap up here that they came up short of. That's no accident or coincidence. They had a choice whether they wanted to fill that gap while they were up there or not. They chose not to, pulled back down. They were intent on screwing, most likely, two factions of traders with that. Those waiting to exit a long trade at the gap and those waiting to enter a short trade at the gap. So therefore, Trick and Company sends out a message and what happens? They come up short, screw two factions of traders at the same time. Above all the moving averages on the weekly chart, the trend is your friend. This is not Friday's close, so we'll have to see where tomorrow closes to see if they can sustain price above the 20-period moving average, or do they get back below, and that would then create this wedge pattern below the 20-period moving average, certainly promoting the look of another fall ensuing. We'll see. It's not there yet. We have to see where they close Friday afternoon, 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If I told you how much I appreciate each and every one of you without you, these videos are not possible. That is true and accurate information. We're pulling the ripcord here today. I'm David Frost, my strategic forecast. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of Common Sense Market Analysis.